Um, South Carolina, they're different. What do you call the area between grassy and sidewalk in the road? What? The grass and the sidewalk in the road? What? Yeah. What? We don't have grass and sidewalk. What do you call the big road you drive? Highway. Oh, I love this highway. One. No, but it's like, is it a highway? Is it a freeway? Is it a parkway? It's, it's, a, it's highway. a highway. They're all different things. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm still a fucking highway. <laughs> Crawfish. 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 Crawdad. Crawdaddy. That's Louisiana. Jesus. Where am I from? Go back up. Where am I it's from? supposed to be there. Yeah. Plano. Oh, <laughs> Every single time. That is what I got last time. Oh, well, see, I told you Irving. That's where I'm from, so. That's crazy. Okay. Crazy. Let's start. Let's oh, he started. We've been going. I think it's a good idea for. Um, We've been. Start when we're. Why did I close it? Yeah, you okay, y'all are gonna rock, paper, scissors for this? Oh, hi, um, this is two. <laughs> well, I don't know if we want to start like that, but all of that, what we just did. Hi, this is two girls, one, one scaredy cat. We have are Isabel. Gonna, yeah. I'm the scaredy cat. I'm Emily. I'm Monica. What's They're the that? two girls. Yeah. <laughs> We're the others. <laughs> the We're the who, others. The ones who tell. Have we said at all, ever, what we're doing? Yeah, yeah first, okay, first episode, okay, yeah. which is going to be like two hours. We love that That's spooky fine. shit. Yeah, Monica and I are weird. You're not weird. I think it's like weird. you know. I think I'm discovering that it's more and more common than we think. Yeah, well, I think we're open about it. Yeah, I think that's the difference. Is that we're all very open about that. You're not because you don't like it at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Out. She's not into it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm very. Very open about how much I abhor this, but this is fine. Yeah. All right. Are um, you going to rock, paper, scissors for me? Yes. Don't forget to tell, to, tell our to narrate <laughs> what's happening. All right. Paper, scissors, shoot. Boom, bitch. Rock, beats, scissors. Fair with... warning. Mine's like a downer. It's okay. We'll have a, a upper at the end. At the end, yeah. Um, I don't think either of ours is great. So Emily won. Yeah. Emily won. Emily won with rock beating scissors. So she's going first today. You sound like a sports newscaster. I love it. You should watch Joe Rogan and then try to figure out how he does it. I should watch who, babe? Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Okay. Shout out to Joe Rogan. I'm gonna go figure out how you do this. Okay. Is there a special way to play rock paper scissors? No. Oh my god, that scared the crap out of me. Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. No, it's Monica it's, is stretching because yeah. she's in pain, so. No, it's I think it was he's saying is how to sports cast. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> Not how <Perhaps>. Yeah. <laughs> Not okay. rock, paper, scissors. I think there's only one way to play rock, paper, scissors. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um the case that I'm 
the case that I'm doing today, um, and yeah, you can follow along on our social media um, for pictures, because uh, I'm going to keep referring to that, um, is the... Sorry, open your phone so I can see the pictures. Fine. <laughs> is the murder of Faith Hedgepeth. She's so cute! I know, I know. I know, guys. Um, most of my information is from, like, ABC News, and um, there was this one article from, in like, Indian Country Today, I think is the name of the website. Um, but, yeah, basically, like, news articles from and about, like, from the local area where she was from. Okay, so I first found out about this particular case because I was purposely looking up unsolved murders. Uh, In particular, I was looking at the amazing Wikipedia page that literally lists unsolved murders, Mm -hmm. which um, is like heaven to me because (laughs) I love unsolved stuff. Support Wikipedia, please. Yeah. Have that page up forever. Not for me, obviously. I'm the scaredy cat, but... (laughs) Yeah, that page is cool. Like, if you're interested in something like that, you it literally, like, gives you a, a blurb of what it is. So you don't even have to click on the page to actually read it. It, like, tells you what it is ahead of time. But then you can click on the page and read more, which is what I did. So um, I'd never heard of this, pa- this case uh, before. So, and I haven't heard other podcasts talk about this. So hopefully it's, like, new for a lot of you guys, um, which would be kind of cool. Mosing the page. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. So, Faith Hedgepeth was a 19-year-old university student at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, which uh, is literally just the University of North Carolina. Go Tigers! For those of you who are confused. It's not like the University of California, blah, blah, or whatever. It is... This, it's the flagship school of University Thank of North you. Carolina. There you, you go. Thank you. Because it kept using the acronym like UNCCH, and I'm like, just use UNC. Like, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Um, okay. So before I go into the, like, the timeline, which is going to play heavily in this episode, I just want to talk about who Faith was. So she was born September 26, 1992. So she uh, is two years older than us. And oh, my God. She, yeah, I know. And she was a member of the Haliwa Saponi Native American tribe. I hope I said that correctly. Oh, um, we always will take corrections. Yes, thank you. Please do. <laughs> um, so she was an American Indian. Uh, and she was born on the tribe's traditional territory, which is in Warren County, North Carolina. At the time she was born, Faith was the third child and would later have a younger sister who was born a year after Faith. And from what I read, they shared the same birthday. Yeah. Oh, so that's cool. And Isabel, do you want to talk about yours? Yeah. yeah. I share the same birthday with my mom. That's sweet. Guys. Yeah. Like, I was literally born on her birthday. She hated it. <laughs> she did? Well, she was... In, she likes it now. She likes it now, but she was definitely in... She was in labor on her birthday. She was in labor on her birthday. Yeah. Also, labor before her birthday, because the doctor came in, and she was in labor. She was uh, already in labor. Already in labor. And, he, and 
the doctor's like, oh, do you want to wait a day? Like, then she'll be able on your birthday. Mom was like, no, get her out <laughs> no. now. Please. Oh, no. oh, my gosh. And then I was so stubborn. She says, I'm, I've been stubborn since the day I was born. And basically, I was so stubborn that I waited until 2.40 in the a.m. <laughs> like, to be born. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that story. So, um, okay, so she was named Faith because that was what her mother needed at the time. Aww, yeah, isn't precious. that sweet? I'm going to be so bummed when she dies. It's sad. It's very sad. So, um, like, her mom was essentially raising her children by herself because her husband was addicted to drugs at the time. Surprisingly. Yeah, rough. So That happens a lot in the Native American... It's, it's it like does. Pretty sad. It's I could get into it because I studied um, American Indian. Like I took classes in college um, about American Indians and uh, learned a lot about it. Like it's I I don't even want to talk about it too much because I could sit here forever to talk about it. But like they aren't encouraged to be treated for addiction. Plus, they won't get help from outside sources because no one wants to help them. Yeah, so... Like, because they're Native American. American. Yeah, so it's interesting. Yeah, it's rough. Um, So, Faith was an honor student in high school and received the Gates Millennium Scholarship. Shout out, Melinda. What's up? (laughs) So, real quick, our... The high school we went to is the same high school that Melinda Gates, a.k.a. Bill Gates, a.k.a. the creator of Microsoft's wife, went to. Um, that's a lot of information we're putting out in the world. Well, whatever. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> He's that's, the husband of Melinda Gates. Yes. yes, that's how we know him as, honestly. And we met Melinda, sort of. What's well, that? yeah, she came and opened up her <laughs> wing at our school. Yes, yeah. I said that. The wing for science and math at our school. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, but that's their scholarship. Do y'all remember how obsessed the people were with the blow dryers there? Yeah. The, the, the what? Hand, the hand Dyson handboard. Hand oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like everywhere nowadays, though. They're actually really bad for you. They get a lot. They drop a lot of germs because, like, the heat and then you're putting your hand in there and, like, the water drip. And, like, yeah, even as efficient as it is. They're not They're not really bacterial. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> so this scholarship was specifically to attend UNC. Um, and going to UNC would mean she would be the first to graduate from college in her family. Woo! Wow. Yeah, that was me. That's an amazing scholarship, yeah. too. Yeah. And an amazing opportunity. And we're so proud of you. Thank you. Um, so her plan was to either become a pediatrician or a teacher. Oh. Yeah. So she clearly wanted to work with children. She's got a good song. I know. I mean, her name was Faith. I know. She was technically in her fourth semester at UNC in 2012, like the fall of 2012. Whoa. Um, Yeah. This is, like, pretty recent. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, Her fourth semester, she took the spring semester off, like, that um, previous semester. So she was still considered a sophomore, technically. Yeah. But um, But this was her third year at the school. So at the time the story begins, Faith is living in an apartment off campus at a complex that is in between Chapel Hill and Durham, North Carolina. And her plan was to move into another apartment, presumably one of her own, once her financial aid was made available to her for the fall semester. Her roommate was Karina Rosario. I'm going to refer to her as Rosario for this uh, whole 
episode. Um, and she's one of her good, one of Faith's good friends that she had made at college. I have a picture of the two of them on our social media, so you can see that. Um, I'll unlock my phone for you. Thank you. <laughs> Here as well. Oh, thank oh, you. Oh, she has it up. Okay, cool. I'm going to close that now. Oh, they both have curly hair. Yeah. They're they so cute. They're really good friends. So, uh, Faith is on the left, and uh, Rosario is on the right. No, seriously, they could be sisters. Yeah. They look so similar. At one point, Rosario had a boyfriend who lived with them as well, and his name is Eric Jones. His relationship with Rosario was awful, and he abused her physically to the point where she ended things, and Faith helped Rosario get a restraining order against him, and they changed their locks. He had attempted to break into their apartment twice during that summer. So he Holy was, shit. Yes, yes. So he was obviously trying very hard to get back in there um, to do what? Who knows? So this is what caused Rosario to get the restraining order, by the way, like him the going time, back yeah. and trying to break in. It seems that Eric um, just, like, really didn't like Faith because of her involvement in the, t- the two people, like, their breakup. And reportedly threatened during a phone conversation with Faith to kill her if he could not get back together with Rosario. What the hell? Okay, yeah. but why kill Faith? Well, because he no thinks it's her fault. It's her fault. Okay, self looks inward mm-hmm. in yourself and reflect on what you did. Why was- you're a fuck up. Yeah. And why maybe we want to change our lives. Yeah. And you said piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. Also, real. fun facts about UNC. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> they don't have any fast food joints there, so you actually have to go to Durham or Raleigh to get, like, a fast food. And because, that's yeah, actually going to come have, into They don't play have any drive throughs Yeah. Oh, that comes in? Funny. So, great. Cool. Oh, my God. It's actually relatable. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any fast food Because they want... College. They do have fast like food, but health they're reasons. not... It's health reasons, but it's, oh. they don't have drive throughs so they can't, like... Physically. physically, oh, drive through. Oh, you have to get. Yeah, you have to get out. It prevents people from going. Mm-hmm. You it wouldn't, does. You wouldn't believe. Yeah, like. because like how how hard is it? It's so hard to, in between classes to get food if you can't go through a freaking drive through. Also, at, or to go off campus. Or to go off campus hall. Yeah. So like a lot of people actually do live in the surrounding areas yeah. because of that fact. Like it's so much easier to get food mm-hmm. driving into class by just. That's really interesting. Yeah. So, anyways, fun that's facts. so funny that that comes in. Um, funny that it goes in there. I went to school in South Carolina, so I know a lot about North Carolina. <laughs> Got it. That's so funny. I have a lot of fun too. Like, are from that area, like Raleigh, Durham area. So uh-huh. they tell me random shit like that. Wow. Wow. Okay. So obviously, this guy's a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he behaves super sketchy around her, and um, definitely remember him. He did it. Okay. <laughs> it's unsolved, Monica. Just remember. His name is Eric, okay? I solved it, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on September 6, 2012, we were freshmen yeah. at our respective colleges. That's hilarious. I was a freshman in South fucking you Carolina. You weren't far away. I'm not far away. Like, mm-hmm. seriously. You the cause of this. Uh, <laughs> you killed her. <laughs> Damn. I solved it again, motherfuckers. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. No wonder they couldn't find you. (laughs) Uh, On September 6, 2012, Faith attended a rush event for Alpha Pi Omega. And I'm going to talk about them. I know, because you're like, I don't know what that is. And I'm about to tell you Are they a service sorority? They 
are um, a an historically oh, cool. American Indian sorority. Oh, so multicultural. Yeah, that's so cool. And they I had that they in North that. Carolina. That's awesome. Okay, and I'm going to talk about them because I knew you'd be interested in this. So yeah. Wait, are they the ones that have the squirrel as their mascot? I have no, no idea. What? That's Alpha Gamma Delta, and that and is she knows. a that is a um, Panhellenic sorority. Thank you very much. I was in a sorority, obviously. <laughs> I think my eyes are in pain <laughs> from rolling them oh so God. much. Uh, yeah, only one of us here was in a sorority, so. Guess uh, which one? <laughs> it was not, the scary not cat. To, not hard to guess. Okay, so I, I knew you'd be interested, so I looked this up for you. So she was hoping to join this sorority. Okay, Alpha Pi Omega, that's the name. Um, it's the largest Native American Greek letter organization, and they have 21 chapters across seven states. And the District of Columbia. It's so cool. It's really cool. And most, so like a couple of the states that I saw were obviously North Carolina, um, Arizona, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. So states that typically have a larger Native American population. I love that. Isn't that cool? And you don't have to be technically Native American no. to join it. No, but. no. But just thought that was some cool stuff to know. So um, she went Do to you her, have to be Greek to join <laughs> I literally just mouthed fuck you to Monica so like there's that um, also inclusivity there's a there's literally a sorority out there for everybody there's a catholic sorority if you're really interested um, there's service sororities that there's do Jewish service sorority. there's Jewish sororities there like, are yeah. they're big in UT yeah so yeah. basically I'm I might be Greek and I might be Panhellenic Greek but that does not mean I'm not gonna wrap every other sorority there's out there or if you so choose to be in a fraternity, I'm not really always pro-fraternities, but that's also just my preference. Well, yeah. Pi Omega and Delta Gamma are both fraternities. Why are you they, talking like that? She's talking like a southern woman, but yes. <laughs> yes, they are fraternities. No, they are not. They do, are not open the mail, even though they are fraternities. But they were founded as fraternities because at that time, sorority was not a word that was used to be to describe, to describe the group. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they are both two fraternities, but do not uh, are not open to male participants. That's interesting. Uh, seriously, I think that that's interesting yeah. information. Because they were like the first, were they the first team founded? Yes. So the first sorority founded was Alpha Gamma, um, not, sorry, I'm so sorry, Alpha Delta Pi was the first. 80 Pi. 80 Pi oh, was okay. the first sorority founded. They will let you know that. Pretty well. <laughs> I no shade. I'm just saying that, like, they. It's something I'm they. Prob- <laughs> I'm just saying it's something they. They should proudly state because no, they yeah. are the first sorority. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Trying to tap tap. What? I don't know. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she arrived at this event at 5:45 p.m. and left at 17. Seven, 17? <laughs> just at 17. Right? Um, I was going to say, out of... So, 17 hours? So, yeah, mili- 17 hour event. So, military, military time, that's actually five. Yeah, so she went back in time. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, Wild. she left at 7.15 p.m. And after this, Rosario and her went to the Davis Library, which I'm guessing is on campus, um, where they were studying together. We also know that Faith was texting her dad, and talking about the sorority event and how she really wanted to join. So she was really excited after that event. Faith left for a little while and then came back at 11.30 to pick Rosario up. And they drove back to their apartment together. And they get back at around midnight. 
They were only there for about 30 minutes, presumably to get ready to go to a nightclub and arrive at The Thrill, the name of the nightclub, at around 12.40 a.m. The Thrill. The Thrill. It's a thrill. (laughs) This particular place was popular with undergraduates because underage people were allowed inside. We all know places like that. So, like, it's 18 and over. Yeah, well, and you know, I'm sure probably there was like probably yeah, yeah. La- like let's let's all be honest here. How many people got into that group? Like, we're gonna all get an ID from China, and it was set in a vase and a vase. <laughs> yeah, or like a bear, or like a bear. What the fuck? And you all had like throwing fifty dollars, and all of your studies. Honestly, my friends was from South Carolina, and. He, like, showed me it, and I was like, it looks so fucking real. The ones that were used in South Carolina were Pen- Pennsylvania, because, sorry, Pennsylvania, your IDs suck. Oh, my God, okay. <laughs> I'm learning a lot today. <laughs> okay, so at around 2 a.m., Rosario told Faith that she wasn't feeling well and wanted to go back to the apartment. And we have surveillance. I don't have it. <laughs> I don't have it, personally. Um, but they, as in the police obviously have this surveillance footage of the two of them leaving together so we know that they left um this is the last time that faith was seen alive on any recorded image who knew yeah we also know that at around 3 a.m the girls arrived back at their apartment because their downstairs neighbor and this is important downstairs neighbor (laughs) heard thumps and this is a direct quote they sounded like it could have been a heavy book bag being dropped. It could have been an end table being turned over. That, it did. Um, end quote. We also know that Faith's Facebook account was accessed at around this time. Hmm. Why? That we, Why do we know that? No, but like, why was it accessed at that time? I mean, you got back from the club. You're checking your Facebook before you go to bed. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Or... Maybe someone else was looking at it. I'm assuming someone else is looking at it, but, like, I don't look at my Facebook before I'm about to go to freaking bed. You don't? I look at my Instagram. Okay. Uh, well, fair enough. I mean, but what about, in, about it what about in college? Then. It was Snapchat. In 2012? In 2012, it was Snapchat. Yeah, that's true. That was so when I first like, found out about Yeah, Snapchat. it was Snapchat. So you would open Snapchat to go check out, oh, your friend's still out. I would mm-hmm. never have opened my Facebook. Okay. Well, maybe she maybe didn't she have just, a Snapchat. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, that's what, <laughs> like these. I'm like, I don't know. Like, All I'm saying, uh, it's no, it's needed to know. I need to note it because this is an activity that we have. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I understand. So the next activity we know of was a text sent from Faith's phone at 3:40 a.m. to her ex-boyfriend Brandon. This is what the text said: "Hey B, period. Can you come over here, please? Period. Rosario needs you here. Needs you more." aha period you know period please let her know you care period end of text okay isn't that hold on she texted her her own ex-boyfriend or her roommate's ex-boyfriend no 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 No, no. faith's ex-boyfriend was texted from faith's phone yeah so it's it's literally faith it's not Rosario's ex-boyfriend the cheating no not the cheating but that's Brandon Brandon. different different person different person different okay Faith's ex-boyfriend what the heck is that text message yeah okay and then at 343 a second message was sent with just the word than like T-H-A-N which police guess is a correction for the word aha sent in the first text which (laughs) would mean that the message read Rosario needs you more than 
period, you know, period. Okay. I'm sorry I need to more than you know. Maybe. Or didn't finish the sentence. Like, instead of me, then me. Like, you uh, know. Yeah. So I'm not going to say it, but you know. Okay? I don't know. These are just thoughts. Um, that was the last time that her phone was used, but Brandon did text back at 4.16 a.m. asking who that text was from because he knew Faith would never say that, I guess. Like, that's just mm-hmm. my assumption. So Brandon's not the bad guy in this situation? Right I don't know. <laughs> but, but that's what he said, okay? So also, at the same time that these texts were sent to Brandon on Faith's phone, Rosario's phone was being used to call Brandon. He didn't answer the phone, just like he didn't answer Faith's texts. And when that happened, like when he didn't answer, Rosario called another guy whose name is Jordan, who, side note, was a UNC soccer player. Um, I don't know why that's information we know about, but that's who he is. Um, And he comes to the apartment to pick Rosario up, and she leaves at 4.25 a.m., According to Rosario, she believed that Faith was asleep in her room. And then she leaves the door unlocked. <laughs> Lock your freaking doors. Lock your motherfucking doors. I'm going to get a freaking shirt with this so that everyone can have it and say, Lock your motherfucking doors. On like, like, honestly. Like, why would someone with a boyfriend that keeps on trying to break into your room? Thank apartment? you. Thanks. That's my point. I know. I Lock. why? Yeah, you, I know. Mean, I don't you, care how fucking drunk you are. You because we're assuming that maybe she was drinking, right? Uh, yeah, she could have just been drunk, honestly. But if you've but been afraid you, of your boyfriend, yeah, you're in fear. who you put out a restraining order against, mm. like you would you, lock your you would door. lock your door. You it Even doesn't. If you weren't home. Yeah, like I don't. He could be hiding there, waiting for you when you come back, or whatever, or, or he, get in there, or get in there and just kill period. your roommate. Yeah. <laughs> Which is something he threatened. Yep. Yeah. So you exactly. should, it shouldn't yeah. be it shouldn't be This guy's not stable. And and has a record of trying to break into your apartment. Yeah. Like Here, like even that just alone. Even if you didn't have a restraining order against him, even if he didn't threaten your friend. Like this he is someone who's been trying, trying to break, break into in. your Yeah. You just made to it the point s- where you changed the locks. You made it super freaking easy, girl. Yep. Lock your motherfucking doors. Yes. I will get that on a t shirt for What everybody. time did she leave? So it was Five. at 4.25 a.m. Oh, Where are you going, honey? Well. To get. To fuck. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> it was booty calling. It was a bo- he, she literally booty called Brandon <coughs> and then Jordan. Yeah. Wait, she booty called her roommate's ex-boyfriend. Yes, we know that she made phone calls to Brandon, but he didn't answer. Yeah. So she called, so she somebody, called somebody else. Jordan, the This is the part. assumption that that was oh, why she wanted. I mean, what else? Okay, but it is freaking 3 a.m. in the morning. What else do you... I, okay, Why you else know, would you leave with a guy? I, you know, I know. maybe we don't know. Maybe, maybe they're doing something grocery else. Shopping. Grocery shopping. You well, know. actually, we have people Talking. that knew Faith and Rosario, and it was said that her and Jordan, Rosario and Jordan, were more than friends. Okay, so so okay assumptions. Um, so I just want to note, like Rosario may like they want. She was like, I want to leave a club because I don't feel well. Yeah. Too. Like, that's something else that happened. So, like, if you're like, not feeling well, why? Why would you booty? Lack of dick. I think I've <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Wait, you. I think I've heard this story before because I did go to school in South Carolina, so this is probably big news in 
Maybe. And you were in college. And I was in college, so, like, you I weren't far away. Yeah. I yeah. think I've heard the story before, but okay. Yeah. So, it's super sketchy. No, yeah. I think the, yeah. I think the conspiracy theory was that these people planned it. Like, well, yeah, like yeah. Rosario and her ex yeah. planned we'll, it. We'll, we'll totally get there. Like, it's definitely something we're going to talk about. Um, so, the, the next point on the timeline isn't until 11 the next morning. Or so, like, later in the morning. Um, when Rosario needs a ride home. She tries calling Faith, but doesn't get an answer. So, she calls her their friend, Marisol, to drive her back to the apartment. The two of them go inside and are calling out for Faith. They don't get a reply, so they go into her bedroom, and that's when they discover Faith. Oh my god, so she's, like, not missing. She's... No, she's murdered. It's not unsolved. It's not unsolved in the way of, like, this person missing. It's unsolved in the way that... They don't know who did it. It's a whodunit. So this is a direct quote from the police. Quote, So Faith was found deceased, partially nude. There was a lot of blood in the bedroom, and she had suffered what appeared to be severe head trauma. Faith was wrapped partially in a comforter that had been located on the bed. There was some blood splatter throughout the bedroom, as well as where the pillow might be. End quote. Rosario called 911, and when they arrived, police were able to determine that Faith was bludgeoned to death by an empty bottle of rum that was found in the apartment. What? Yeah. Anything can be used as a weapon. Yep. Yeah, remember that. They believe it was more likely than not that she was raped. So, um, the reason why they say that is that there was semen found at the scene and, like, in her. But whether she was raped or not, they can't determine, I guess, based on the state of her body. Uh Other than that. Because sometimes with rape, there's, like, um... Like being bound up, like there's marks like from being tied up or or even probably in the vagina, like they can't tell. But they think that she was likely raped. Just from fucking being murdered, I guess. Like uh, that kind of um but if she maybe possibly had consensual sex before and then was murdered, I don't know. But just they don't know is what I'm trying to say. I think she was raped. That's my opinion. Based on all of this, so a DNA profile was generated from the semen collected at the scene, and investigators believe the DNA belongs to Faith's killer. So, regardless of whether it was rape or consensual sex, they think that whoever the semen belonged to did kill her. So, everyone, go out there and take a genetics test. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, and put your DNA into the genetics. Um, website. Yep. And, and we can find out who the fuck and is related to you that might have murdered Faith. Please. <laughs> Thank you. Oh okay. my god. <laughs> I'm not kidding though. No, I know that they've, that's how they solved the East Area Rapist. Yeah. So I'm sorry, but like, go do it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's important to know that a lot of info in this case was not revealed for a length of time because a seal was placed on these records. Um, why? Just because they wanted to, like, keep some information from, like, copycats or, like, people trying to... So I'm going to talk about that in a second. Okay. But real quick, um, the FBI begins their involvement in this case and gives a profile in December of 2012, so a few months later. 
Their profile is that they believe the killer knew Faith and that they would try to get involved in the case and would potentially be overly helpful. Mm. Which, I don't know if you know this, but you probably do from watching Criminal Minds. They do say a lot of times with specific types of killers, like if they're overly involved in the case or just helpful, maybe found the body or whatever, like that they probably have... Yeah. Either more information than they're willing to tell, yeah. or they know who did it, or they did it. Yeah. Like, it's it's along those lines. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, yeah. So, did the FBI make this a public profile, or... Yes. Okay, that's dumb. Why? No, they usually do. But, like... Like, be on the lookout for someone who's fucking okay. doing this. <laughs> so... It's a very general profile, though, so if there was more to their profile, they might not have told us. Okay. That's all that That, that was was said. said. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to talk about the seal for a second. So everything else from this point forward, it was revealed, was not revealed to the public until 2014. So that's two years later. And that was only after the seal was broken. Um... And the reason why the seal was broken was because a lot of the student body at UNC um, wanted this seal lifted because, as well as local um, news stations and newspapers, like, they helped as well. But um, they didn't think it was fair to keep this information from the public, uh, at least for that long, because it had been two years. Also, like, if this is a college, a public university, let's, like, think about this. this is a public university... Um, wouldn't you want your students to be as informed as possible exactly. just in case, like... It's a serial killer. It's a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Like, or this they, is a... They know they the know person. So, yeah, they know the person, mm-hmm. and they can, can make the sign. They can look at the signs. Like, this is, a, again, public university, public ground. Like, people can roam on this university, regardless if you're a student or not. Yes. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, it's a public university. Yes. And, like, they felt, the student body especially, like, felt that they deserved and needed to know what had happened, not just for their own safety, but because Faith was someone they knew. They knew who this girl was. They went to school with her. And, actually, um, another girl uh, was murdered in 2008 that went to UNC, um, and she was the student body president. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a big deal. So, that wasn't that. So this um, is, like, not their first murder of a student. No, a student. Like, no. And they, they don't know who killed that girl either. So that's something to keep in mind. And as far as why the seal was in place to begin with, I don't really understand it. Um, and by that, I literally don't because it's all this, like, legal jargon. Um, I won't even go into it, but all you need to know is that we don't, we don't get this information until 2014. If you guys want, you can, like, go on the... Wikipedia page it does talk about the seal and I think possibly it is because they because a lot of this you'll see is very specific and why they often seal these records for cases like this is that if someone does come forward with information they can verify it based off of the evidence that they find like oh we know that this was there that night so if someone comes forward and they also know that this was there that night then they're telling the truth Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's basically what I got from it. However, again, the student body and, like, people of Chapel Hill and Durham, like, wanted to know this information because they felt like they deserved to because they knew who Faith was. Again, like, it's important also to protect yourself. So other than the DNA evidence uh, at the crime scene, the first really big piece of evidence 
is a note found near Faith's body on the bed. That is going to be on our social media. Is a picture of the note. I'll have a phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm gonna say what it says. Um, it's on a takeout bag oh from God. a popular restaurant nearby. Which restaurant? I don't know. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I mean, I do. It's on. It's like in there, but I didn't write it down. Um, I care because I know because like, that's it was a popular like takeout restaurant. Cookout, Zaxby's. I'm gonna name all of them. No. <laughs> okay. No. So it reads. Quote, I'm not stupid, comma, bitch, period, jealous, period. What? Yeah. That's, what? <laughs> so, I'm not stupid, bitch, jealous. That's what it says. Cool. Okay. The note itself and the pen that was used to write it with were found on the bed with faith and had the same DNA profile that had previously been found. This DNA was also noted to have been found elsewhere in the apartment. I wish we had more details on, like, where it was found, but we don't. Like, that's all we know. So, um, so Eric Jones, so we remember who Eric is, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Was apparently a person of interest right away. He tweeted and sent a text to a friend at 6 p.m. the night of Faith's murder that said, quote, forgive me for what I'm about to do, end quote. He said that. He to tweeted it. Same thing. No, so he tweeted it just generally, and then uh-huh. texted it to somebody. Weird. Very he weird. changed his Facebook header the next day as well, and it read, "Quote, dear Lord, forgive me for all of my sins and the sins I may commit today. Protect me from the girls who don't deserve me and the ones who wish me dead today." What a fuck, right? That's so strange. Yeah. And he did that as his Facebook header. His Facebook header. Like, where people put, like, photos of, like, their vacation from Cancun. Yes. <laughs> okay. Or maybe a, a real Bible quote. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. actually a real Bible quote. See, oh not too. Or, like, no. the American flag. Or, like, oh, yeah. literally Just, any, like, something right. that is public, which, if you search this person's Facebook, you That's get a see, you, you, you see their header and you see their Facebook profile picture, like. Even even if you can't see anything else, yeah, like you see that's, those, those are the two things you see. So, um, but Eric, as well as Brandon, were eliminated as suspects because they did not match the DNA evidence found at the scene. Interesting. Uh, okay, again, how how what is the percentage of matching? Pretty. I mean, if you have the semen sample, yeah, it, and then you get somebody else's DNA, which they clearly offered because we'd know if they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it would match. Like, it would come up and match. Okay, so then it has to be someone else. It's Jordan. This is a whole oh. ring of people. <laughs> the soccer player? Yeah. Okay. It's a whole ring of people. It's all them who wanted to kill Faith. Got it. Okay. It's interesting. No, it's interesting. So, all right. The next thing. Not only do we find this note, but the 911 call, as well as its transcript, is released. A 911 call? So the one that the one that oh, was sorry that, yes. okay. yeah. So the night that Faith, they or the morning yeah, they found yeah, Faith. Yeah. Oh God, you scared me. Uh, <laughs> according to many people, including an expert on the case named Tom Gasparer Gasparoli. Gasparoli. Yes, Gasparoli. <laughs> I'm just gonna call him Tom. Okay, I'm not gonna <laughs> repeat his name. Um, and web sleuths. Uh, believe that this 911 call is very strange. 
Can we listen to it? No. I couldn't find it. Oh, But okay. I, I read the transcript. So, based on what apparently takes place, Marisol and Rosario discovered Faith and then called 911 together. Rosario claims that she was the one who made the call, but Tom and other web sleuths think that it sounds like Marisol is the one hysterically crying while on the phone because the caller was crying. Um, I have my own theory about who made the 911 call, um, but I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. So I didn't listen to it, like I said, but I did read the transcript, and I do think it's super fucking weird. So um, the, these weird elements include not once does the caller say Faith's name. She's only referred to as my friend, and the caller oh. also refuses to touch Faith and seems disgusted by her, even as the dispatcher repeatedly asks for the caller to check on Faith to see if she is breathing or has something obstructing her airway, like vomit or something else in her mouth. But, like, my friend, it's almost like she's trying to distance herself yep. from her. Yep. Wow. Because, and I'm not making any kind of assumption, like, I don't know how to call 911 after seeing my friend dead body yeah. <laughs> okay, I think I'd say my friend too though like well I'd be like this friend. is Faith like the, like I'd be telling them who this is like I guess we're two different but I would just be like thinking oh my god this is my friend this well I would say friend. this is my friend Faith like she's my roommate like uh, you know uh, anyway so my thoughts on why this is especially weird is like you're supposedly hysterical right like and this is your friend um one of your best friends you live together and they were fucking attacked <laughs> And, like, you're screaming and crying about, like, how there's blood everywhere. Because that's said uh-huh. in the 911 call. And you're, they're also saying, like, please hurry. Like, please send someone here. Please hurry. They keep saying that. And you would think that you'd help your friend out if the fucking dispatcher is, like, please check to see, like, are they breathing? Is their skin cold? Like, this person does not want to do that. No, I would not do that. Really? As the scaredy cat, resident scaredy oh my cat. God. I don't know if I would I don't think I, If Wolf was... Okay, let's say Wolf, because this is someone close to you. Let's say Wolf <laughs> is <laughs> bloodied and beaten and hanging off the bed. I mean, yes, I would go and And Wolf. you aren't sure if he's alive. And you... And the person Please. on the phone is like, you need to check and see if they're breathing. I would go okay, up to... Okay, you would okay. Okay. But there's a... Good, <laughs> He's like, you whoa, better... Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, oh tap. Okay, let us... <laughs> let me put this in perspective, though, too. I've known Wolf my whole entire life. Okay. You've known this girl for three years. Yeah. You are best friends. Three years is really not as long. So, I'm... Okay. <laughs> I know that sounds uh-huh. like weird. I know that sounds weird, but, like, I... Like, this is your first time... What? The second time living... Second year living together with her. I don't know how long they live. Okay, so like you have to, you, there's a lot of other factors that I I'm putting the play here that most like that. Yes. Okay. What about yours? Is it long? Like college like, roommate. What about one of your sorority sisters? It depends on the one. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like no. In a situation. Like um, that, I don't know, but because I'm I'm yes, so scared. Think about how. I'm so scared. I won't think. I, I don't think I would touch a body. Like I really don't. I don't like, but what if they're not sure? You're not sure if they're dead. Like if you That's can true. help them, because this is the point I'm trying to make. Okay. What if she wasn't dead? What if she was still breathing? What if that person on the phone with you, like the 911 dispatcher who does this shit all the mm-hmm. time, can help you revive them? Can help save your friend, potentially. I mean, you would want to do it, right? 
I would want to. Does because the idea like, in this situation, like when a 911 dispatcher is talking to someone, they need to make sure that they can do everything they can to save this person until ambulance comes. Ambulance yeah. comes. Yes, I understand that. But mm-hmm. again, I would want to. But the thing is, I really don't know. I'm not good with blood and gore. Like, that's the thing I'm trying to say. Like, <laughs> I'm not like no, you I know. know this. So, yeah. like, literally seeing a dead body, I don't think I would be physically able, capable. I would mm-hmm. probably vomit and then pass out myself. Like, okay. cr- like th- I am. That's fair. Incapacitated. So, like, I don't know. I get what you're saying. That is weird. I I understand that. I'm just saying. Also, from like the person in the room that is very uncomfortable with blood, mm-hmm. gore, that situation that could possibly happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if my first instinct would be running to them or running out the door and then calling on one and going to someone else to get to help out. I probably wouldn't, because I I have an instinct as well. Like in that situation, you don't know if the person's still in there who did this. Oh my god! So so like yeah, uh, my don't. first instinct is to like if there's so much blood, run out the door, find someone who's more capable of it than yeah. I, to, to deal with it than I am because I'm not capable. Like, I know... And supposedly there is someone else in the room. Yes, yeah. So, supposedly... We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Okay. So, I know you said there's a lot of blood everywhere. Yes. Why? Was she shot? No, she bludgeoned. bludgeoned. Bludgeoned with the rum bottle, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's also hanging off the side of the bed. So you can't really tell if she is alive or not. No. So I, like, I don't know. Like, in that situation, obviously, from my, from what I'm saying currently right now in my state of mind and who I am. I don't know what I would do. Yeah, and you're kind of a germaphobe, too. Like, like, you wouldn't want to touch a... Sure. No, I I don't know. I keep on going back and forth if if I would or I wouldn't. Because, like, blood kind of freaks me out. But sure, I would, like... But see, like, like I'm just putting could, in more perspective because, like, again, scaredy cat, not really bloody. I think it's uh. fair that you bring this up. It's not something I would do, so maybe I'm judging this too harshly. When I get murdered, I'll make sure that you have to show up and okay. check on me. I will check on you. Okay. I will check on both of you. I so. will I will be running out to go find <laughs> Isabel someone. Isabel will leave, but I will be. <laughs> Isabel can be the phone caller. Okay. That's I will fine. be hysterically calling people. <laughs> And okay. then generations from now, people will think she had a weird phone call. Yeah. Right. I'm like, phone telepathy. But, yeah. Whatever. And then people will be like, look at this bitch. Like, <laughs> well, we have more reasons later to maybe. Okay, no. Okay. Yeah. So I maybe because I know that as well, I went in this knowing this. Okay. So the note um, that we talked about had no blood on it, but the crime scene was covered in it. So the blood was placed there afterwards. Oh, that's weird. The note was placed there afterwards. There's no way. So, so, so there's a debate on when or where the note was written, because the assumption is that maybe it was written before, like you said, or after, or in another room. Okay. Because there's really there's no blood. You can see it. Like there's no blood on it. Yeah, I saw it. There's no blood. It's also been debated on how exactly the note was intended to be read. For instance. It could be, I'm not jealous, period, stupid bitch, period. Or, I'm not jealous, period, stupid, period, bitch, period. Because if you look at it, stupid and bitch look like they were written differently. Um, Let me see. I'm not stupid, bitch, or I'm not jealous. 
And then bitch. someone wrote bitch after then stupid. Yeah, they mm-hmm. do look different. I'm not jealous. Stupid bitch. Yeah, yeah. they do kind of look like they're different. Um, jealous bitch. I'm not pens. stupid. Yeah, it's the same pen. Yeah. But, um, I mean, there's now that you're saying that, there's multiple ways to like read. Exactly. The note. We don't know. Analysts also say that the handwriting appears to be written in the non-dominant hand, possibly to disguise the true handwriting of the killer, and that it looks like the writer was very erratic at the time that it was written. <sighs> handwriting experts are amazing to me that they can fucking look at that shit and figure it out. So someone was on drugs when they wrote this note, basically. Not necessarily. Ang- or angry. Or angry. Oh, yeah. Or homicidal. <laughs> so the biggest piece of evidence in my opinion, is the recorded conversation that a friend from Faith's received that night. No! Yes. How did they receive So, I'll get to that. From what I understand, this recorded conversation was in a voicemail. So. Oh. So, a butt call. Well, okay. The police believe that this recorded recording was an accident but dial on face end and um i'd just like to point out i don't know what phone she has i know it's incredibly hard to butt dial with an iphone though no it's not uh-uh. lige really? wolf's best I, friend does it all the time i've him. never butt dialed he before. always but di- lige always butt dials wolf it's hilarious okay well okay again maybe it's my own thing but it's really not. We don't right. know if she didn't mean to call this person. Oh, I would like to say that as that well. That too. So, like, it doesn't. It, because if she intended for this to be recorded. Because, okay, I'll get to that. Okay. So, so, just keep that in mind. Um, the voicemail's timestamp was at 1.23 a.m., which would place her at the club. Okay? There are three voices on the recording two women and one man. And one of the women sounds like Faith. The original recording is completely unintelligible. So Crime Watch Daily, which is a website, hired an audio expert to try and enhance the audio. With the enhanced recording, it sounds like Faith is crying out for help. Oh, no. At one, when she was seen leaving the club? Okay, so I'll talk about that. But that's what the timestamp says, 123. Okay. Which... If that's true, they're at the club. They're at the club, yeah. The male at one point says, I think she's dying. And the woman says, do it anyhow. The female voice seems to get progressively agitated throughout the recording. And this next part is... (laughs) Yeah, okay. The male and female refer to each other as Eric and Rosie. So, the Eric in the story... And Rosie. Oh my god! Holy shit! Yeah. I don't know why that took me so long. It's okay. (laughs) What? It's okay. (laughs) Oh my god. I think she's dying. So then, but this would be at the nightclub. Do you hear nightclub background sound? Okay, I'll. I'm gonna get there. Yes. Good questions. (laughs) It's like, what if they didn't? They left. You know. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. But so Faith's father. Who I think cleaned up like later in life because they're still really close. They were still really close, and like he's involved in this case a lot, like still to this day. Um, but he believes that this was actually recorded during Faith's attack, and so does the audio expert. 
Once Chapel Hill PD received the enhanced version, they stated that they believe that it was still recorded at the club because of the music in the background and the timestamp of the call. However, it should be noted that the audio experts' research showed that the type of phone that Faith had was known to have issues with giving accurate timestamps. Okay. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm like grimacing right now. I know. Sorry. <laughs> he also said that there were no elements of music in the audio, like bass or percussion. And he also said that you cannot hear anyone else talking and no sounds of glasses clinking like you normally would in a club. club. That makes sense. So I listened to this audio. Okay. Uh, I can't hear anything at all. (laughs) But I'm not an expert. Um, But when you can listen to it, it has the transcript that the audio expert heard. Yeah. Um, and you can hear people talking. I should say that. You can hear voices. I I personally could not hear actual words. Um, I also did hear some music. And I want to make a point that if they were in a club, constant music would be going. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it would be like... It never stops. Cl- it doesn't stop. Like, a club isn't going to just be like... Okay, hey, guys, like, <laughs> we're taking a 15-minute break. <laughs> exactly, I was just saying, we're taking a break now, y'all. No, it's like, just no, on it's, the whole time. It's a pulsing, like, you, yes. it's a dancing, it's dancing. And you hear people. You hear people. You, you hear, hear the, drinking. You hear the beat. You don't hear any of that. Yeah. Okay, I um, I do hear some music, but it goes in and out, and it's, like, small, small. Like, so it could be, like, someone's phone It could be someone's on. phone. It could be them playing music on their phone, whatever. Um... On top of that, I don't think you'd really be able to hear the voices anyway if they were in a club because it would be so fucking loud. Yeah. yeah. No. You wouldn't hear you anything. Wouldn't hear it, like, you can't talk, talk to people to in other. real life. I don't talk. I'm yelling in a club, y'all. Yeah, and you still can't hear each other. And you're like, what? And yeah. you're like, I'm getting a drink. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like miming drink. And yeah. And you're like, okay. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so we know, okay? <laughs> we know. So, now we've all heard of the show 2020. Yep. Shout out to ABC. Um, They had an episode on Faith's case, and it was featured, sorry, it was aired in September of 2016. Um, During this episode, Chapel Hill PD released an image that was generated by a genetic testing company in Virginia that shows a man who they believe is what the killer looks like. Uh, This image is based purely on the genetic phenotype that is pulled from the semen DNA profile, meaning that they predict physical appearance through DNA. This is a direct quote. Okay. um, What, and the program is called Snapshot. So what Snapshot is doing is treating the DNA like a blueprint, the genetic blueprint that allows us to predict what someone looks like. Because in that genetic code, is the information for how to build that person. Snapshot predicts eye color, hair color, skin color, freckling, face morphology, and ancestry. So I have that picture on our social media with all the information. I'm not going to read it all because it's a lot. Uh, But you can check that out on our social media. Or Google it. Or Google it. It comes up on Google. So... 
Unfortunately, the police have no suspects or persons of interest that they have at least publicly named. They've narrowed down to 10 people, according to an article that I read, but they began with 2,000. My God. They interviewed 2,000 people. Go them. And 750 of those were tested against the DNA profile. So they were serious about testing because you hear so often, like, they never test shit. Yeah. This is amazing that they did. So it's, awesome. it, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. The Chapel Hill police say that this is not a cold case and never has been. So I'm hoping that that's a positive sign. Tom, the expert on the case, the one with the Italian sounding <laughs> last name, um, says he believes the killer was potentially directly outside Faith's friend group or else he would have been caught by now. This person knew Faith, but it's possible that Faith did not know them. This person felt that they were slighted by Faith somehow, which angered them greatly. Law enforcement won't tell the public whether or not more than one person may have been at the crime scene or committed the murder. Rosario no longer lives in North Carolina, but she apparently cooperates with police whenever they do need her. Personally, I'm not totally convinced that she didn't at least have something to do with this or at least knows more than she's letting on. I don't know who did it, but... That's crazy. Like, I, so the theories that were circulating, like, my college town was that it was... It was basically... Eric and Rosario. Yeah, like, it was not not them, but it was, like... Two people. Not just two people. It was, like, a group of people and, like, one person from that group of people was just not friends with her and so that's how faith didn't know who it was or like they didn't they wasn't there wasn't a lot a solid line of okay. connection but they do but like, like people a, in my town a friend in, of a friend yeah so like they think like but they do think that in my college town they thought it was someone she knew and it wasn't just one person either though yeah i mean i mean it was pretty i was heavily talked about it was like unc i went to usc so like yes yeah, I I do think, you know, I don't know who did it. And they do have that DNA. So, uh... Seriously, if you want to get your DNA, like, <laughs> learn where you're... Here you go. Do you want to find out who Faith's killer is? Help us out. <laughs> not even just that, but, like, if you want to go get your... Um, do you figure out where you're from, you can also help the police out by doing that, too. <laughs> yeah, uh, do it with one of the ones that they've, like, said that they actually use for... Because, like... 23 and me they don't. don't yeah it's not a public like people no. can't just have yeah. it there's certain ones like the one that they used for the golden state killer uh was Is like a public ancestry? no 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 it was like a public one you can look it up um but yeah that one was mine it's kind of depressing <laughs> that's so sad she's so I hate that this becomes a factor, but, like, she's so adorable. I know. Yeah. She had a lot of promise. Oh, I also wanted to talk about this really fast. I know that it, it does seem to me that the police is doing a lot in this case. Like, a lot more than we've seen in so many cases, even today. However, American Indian women, as well as indigenous oh, people all over the world, are murdered every fucking day, and no one does a single goddamn thing about it. Like... I hate to say this, but, like, I just, it just frustrates me that no no one cares <laughs> so often. People suck. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I'm and, sorry. Like, and, like, 
Yeah, don't even get me started, y'all. Don't even. All right. All right, Monty. Bummer. Right. Bummer number two coming up. All right. Momo. All right. Strap y'all yourselves Strap in. in. Yeah. Strap <laughs> y'all selves in because this one's a six-pager. Oh. Uh, I, I, so if, if she, if it's another one that I know, that'll be five for five. They're done. Yeah. Done. So. Damn it, I really thought I was going to get you with Oscar Romero, too. I mean, I knew about it. I, I knew all him. his details. Does that count? Catholics. Yeah. Um, so, this one is Alison Botha. I don't know it! Yay! <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I've been trying to stump you. Oh, my God. We sound <laughs> on the... <laughs> oh my Did that hurt you? I'm so sorry. You kind of scared me. <laughs> you have no idea how excited I am. I, okay, I don't know. I don't. It is. I don't know that nuts. I don't know. It know? is nuts. Okay. nuts. Oh my god, okay. AM's losing right now. It's gonna sound good. Yes, um, honey. Okay. So, this happened in Port Elizabeth, South Africa, and it happened on December 18th, 1994. So, we've had a couple of things in 94. That's so weird. Okay. And we're um, all alive by then. We yeah, we, no, we were all alive by then because none of us had December birthdays. We were all hanging out. Yeah. That was our no, first was like Christmas. July. You're the July. I'm a June. Moni's a April. I almost said March. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and Close. Then, like, everyone forgot fine. my birthday this year. <laughs> we love you. you. Anyway, uh, this is not about me. <laughs> oh so God. another weird like interesting thing that happened that day was that um, a man that was believed to be a Cleveland serial killer, David Selepi, I think, would be shot dead while pointing out a crime scene nearby in Johannesburg. So, wow. She um, was, a little bit of background, was, like, abducted outside of her house in Port Elizabeth by two... Who is she? Alison Botha. Okay. Um was <laughs> abducted outside of her home by two people that called themselves Satanists. Franz de Trois, Toit, and... De Trois. De Trois. And... Fun, Fionn's Kruger, Lord Afrikaans, is such a hard conversation. So, Allison, a 27-year-old insurance broker, returned to her apartment a little bit after 1 a.m., on Sunday morning, she had spent most of Saturday with her friends and just dropped one of them off at her home, parking her car. Uh, okay, so before I say all this, like this one, I've been wanting to do since the first one. It's just oh, been so hard to read and write it oh, yes. because it is like my worst fear. Oh, great. <laughs> so she parked her car Guys. outside on the street. <laughs> These are all my worst fears. She parked her car outside in the street and then switched off the engine, turned off the lights, and um, the car next to her opened. The and door. before she could turn her head, a knife pressed against her throat. Oh, great. Wait, wait, which door? So her driver's side door or the door beside her? I presume that the door that's next to her, that's on the driver's side. So the passenger side door of the other car opened. To her driver's yeah, side. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. She's I was in her driver's side. side. And she's <clears throat> trying to get out. Yeah. And uh, that makes more sense. I was confused because I was like, wait, I always, I never open my passenger side door, so I'm okay. But if it's the driver's side door, I have to get out of the car. Fuck. <laughs> no, she was driving. 
So, um, the man holding the knife said, move over or I'll kill you. So she moves over, you know, <laughs> yeah. logical. And, uh, the guy climbs in and starts the engine. And as soon as he pulls away, she thought about jumping out of the vehicle. But, um, fear and, like, the unexpectedness of the situation basically left her, like, frozen and incapacitated. Okay. What would you do in the situation, though? Like, would you... Stay in the car, oh, or would you I'd jump listen. out? In this, if a, if a knife is in my throat, I but you know he's driving now. So, so now he's driving, know. so he's he doesn't have a knife. But then he could stop. Like he could chase you. He has the car now. Like how do you? I mean, if are you're, they in a public area? Yeah, like it depends on the area. Outside of her apartment. What time at like, night is this? One in the morning. Like, is that a? It's oh, hard. That's a bad. I would, I would be. Fuck, I don't. Know. I would roll out of my car if I felt like I could now, because if the knife is still pressed against my throat, yeah, it'll still hurt you. But if he's if you notice that they're not paying attention, and you feel like you can roll out of the car, but it's that one, I, one, it's one. As long as you're screaming, doesn't fucking matter because they're gonna get too scared. Like yeah. I mean, something that I always point out, like cool, you know, like whenever I'm watching like a crime show or something, and someone's listening, they're like, they have a gun pointed at them, and they're like, don't make a sound. But there are other people around yeah. or something. Scream! That person might shoot you. But they still have to run away. Because and no scream. one's a good shot. Like, even cops aren't, like, perfect shooters. Like, no one's a perfect oh, shot is what okay. you're Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> um, but, 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 like, as long as you're screaming and other people are around or hear something, like, that's a record. Like, that's some... They, they, they're going to try to run away. Also... They're not going to just stand there. Also, don't just really scream, crazy. but scream, like, I don't know you... Please, like, scream, don't just, like, scream, don't just scream, like, like scream, scream words. Scream words. You have to scream like, words. Like, I'm being attacked. Mm-hmm. I don't know this person. They're about to kill me. Like, scream legitimate words and don't just scream. Yeah. Because the likelihood is that they're going to try to run away before they ever have time to shoot you. I'm not saying that that's accurate. Please don't listen to me. I'm just saying. Just. <laughs> like, that's what I would do. I feel I would like try, that's I would like pretty to that accurate. That I don't know. Fight, flight, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. don't know until we're in a situation like that. So I hope knows? we're never in a situation like that. Same. Okay. So, my, like, heartbeat is accelerating. Oh, my God, this is, Monica. Like, so bad. <laughs> okay. Um, so, he says, don't worry. I don't want to hurt you. I just want to use the car for an hour. And um, this is such a common situation in South Africa that she found it um, that difficult to believe she was really being abducted. Oh my god. Okay. At knife point. Like, how could this actually be happening? Oh. And then um, he asked her, like, and if it was, like, a normal everyday, like, just outside a coffee shop, like, what's your name? And she lied and said Susan. And he said, and she asked him his, and he said Clinton, which was probably uh, also a lie. Full lie. Yeah. Who's named Clinton in South Africa? Oh. <laughs> 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 he was thinking of Bill. So after we're, or after a little bit, she asked him to take the car and just let her go. And he replied he just wanted some company and that he was looking for a friend that stole his TV. And despite oh feeling powerless and vulnerable, Allison told herself that the best way to survive was to remain calm and rational. Um, this girl's smart. I think I mean, so. Like, and yeah. I just want to keep on reminding you that she survives. This is how we know the conversation. Oh, shit. Oh, so oh my God. Yay. Oh, my okay. God. This just, is a silver lining. You're lucky as well. well. <laughs> just wait. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. Eventually, they come into a nightclub that's called Club Tonight, and there are people there, but Allison didn't really feel hopeful or even comforted by their presence. 
And instead, she felt that they were part of the world in which the man beside her walked, is how she said wow. it. Wow. And that he was looking at the people searching and then getting irritated. He swore, steered into an alley, and um, they like continue searching. But at last, the object was found. And a man in black dressed in black, or wait, a, a man, man in dress, dressed in black dressed in black. <laughs> a man dressed in black emerged from the crowd and got into the car. Isabel looks so stressed right now. I, this is so stressful. I am so stressed. Right I now. like kind of hate that I did this one last. Okay, so oh me my, my friend, you lost. You lost. I know. I know. I really did. Grab it in my face. Yeah. yeah. I'm losing every single yeah. time. <laughs> Isabel never wins. So the guy driving says, meet my friend Susan. And uh, to Allison, he said, this is, oh, I put in. So it looks like Theon's, but it's pronounced tear. Okay. Yeah. Wild. So he said. What the heck? Okay. No, this that's is, fine. That's fine. This is. Tear. Wait, so it says pronounced tear as in crying, but ending with a ns like dance. So it's tense. Tense. Tearance? Tense. Tense. Okay, so this is my okay. friend Tense. Okay. And they drove off. They So he picked him up. They drove off. They stopped at a traffic light. Wow. And okay, Allison, so now there's two people in the car you don't know. Yeah. You should have right away in the beginning now. Uh, so <laughs> oh my god okay it's too late for that <laughs> allison looked at the occupants in the other car and she wished that she could give them some sort of signal kind of like amy bradley no and um they just <clears throat> they just like thought they were just driving didn't take notice of this other car and i it, always look around um, i don't <laughs> I'm sorry i'm such a nosy bitch it's like, okay i look around if you yeah but like what could she do that would draw attention to herself that would like, like yeah no yeah. i know no i know i'm just like i if someone happened to be looking at you and you could sort of be like help me like mouth it but if they're not looking at you yeah you what do you sol do? yeah okay okay so they drive to this destination and it the place was dirty from ash of old barbecue fires broken bottles discarded beer cans and a couple of other litters so it was just disgusting right uh-huh so oh. Oh my god, you're freaking out telling this story. I know, I really am. I don't like this. Uh, but it's like, it's just so wild. Um, so Clinton turns off the ed- engine and there was utter silence. I don't think I want to read all of this. You have and to. I know. You have to. Uh, Tunts, <laughs> Tunts got out and walked away. And then um, Allison, like. They're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, they're in the oh middle of nowhere. And she says, like, now what? Isabel's crying. <laughs> Um, and then I'm Clinton. I'm her shoulder. Don't do that. <laughs> don't. Yeah, don't. Fake Clinton turns over and turns to her and says, "Oh, I thought you realized we just wanted some sex." And then they, I didn't. Okay. There was like really graphic details. You don't have to get graphic. about which all I said was they took turns raping her. Thank but, God. Um, don't get graphic with me. I read it and I hate it. And um, then. And they proceeded to discuss what they wanted to do with her afterwards. One option was just to leave her naked. The other one was, um, one of them said, oh, what do you think Oom Nick would want to do with, Oom Nick would want us to do with her. And Oom Nick is an Afrikaans version of Old Nick, which means like Uncle Nick or like the devil. Oh, great. So, 
they're Satanists. And then the other Wait, one are says, they actually Satanists? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And this was part of the Satanic Panic in the 1980s in South Africa. Oh. So theirs was in the 90s. Yeah. So it was like a little yeah. later. <laughs> um, and uh, so like, oh, what do you think Um Nick would want us to do with her? And then he says, oh, I think he wants us to kill her. Good. So right, Allison didn't think that they were being serious because they were just being so casual and that they were just trying to scare her. And then Franz, the one that's pretending to be Clinton, is says, my voice is shaking. Take oh her clothes God. off. And she had a sinking sensation, but she felt like there's a bit of hope there. And she thought maybe they just decided to leave her naked again and just leave. And she's getting undressed, leaving only her sandals which she would need to walk back into the city. And Franz told her to take her jewelry off, which he then gave to Tians. Do they get caught? She's nodding. She nodded. <gasps> yes, oh yes, they get caught. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's kinda... The room is so stressed right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, okay. So, um, <laughs> she was so sure that she was going to be freed now. She blinked her eyes, and then Franz fake Clinton was on top of her his hands were around her neck his fingers singing into her flesh and um, his face was almost touching hers and she whispered please don't kill me and he said sorry (gasps) and then um, Allison said she felt her bowels evacuating and then everything faded to black they slashed her throat 16 times (gasps) And stabbed her more than 30 times in the stomach before leaving her for dead. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. I did not see that coming. Same. Hold up. It gets worse. Oh, my God. No. Okay. Okay. So, she tries to get up. They, like, basically leave her for dead. She's alive. I'm shook. I'm trying to remind you. Yeah. I am so... And I'll remind you a couple of other times. The cat? No. The wolf. I am so shook right now. Like, I can't so believe she's alive. That's so... Okay, wait. Don't read I'm it. not reading it! Monica, <laughs> you have to be close to the mic. I'm trying to be close. So, and she tries to get up, and she feels some wetness, and her intestines are on the outside <gasps> of her. Oh! I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I might vomit. She tries to <laughs> gather them up and push them back inside. Oh, my God. But they're really slimy, and she can't hold all of them (laughs) my mom is here and she's trying to eat and she can't i'm just i'm just covering my ears now no you can't cover your ears there's no rules to this podcast and oh the whole rules is that you gotta listen (laughs) i don't think i can take any Oh my god, this is horrific. It gets a little bit worse, but then it gets better. So, um, She's alive! Her intestines go back inside her. If they can find them. She lives. She's a, she lives. She has to have her intestines I literally live, don't so. care that you keep saying she lives and that oh, they get put into... You should care. I do care. <laughs> you should care a little bit. I'm just bit. like, I want this to stop. Like, I want it to be that part now. You gotta let her keep going and then she stops. That's yeah, how this works. we're only on page... We're only halfway done. Fuck you. So, um, <laughs> one thing I want to say is that just the small intestine, the smaller one, is 23 feet long. Yes. It's long. So... All of that 
is she just can't keep a hold of that, and it's incredibly slimy. So she realizes that she can't pack it all in. So uh, next to her is a piece of material that one of the men's that threw onto her back earlier, and it's her shirt. So she packs her innards inside of the shirt, pulling it close to her and just holding it like a little kangaroo pouch in front of her. Awful, 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 awful. The visuals. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Everything is black, but she's still conscious. And she's still standing... Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. Uh-huh, wait. we could take a break. Um, no, 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 that's not, <laughs> that's, uh, okay, but I'm, I'm not even concerned about her intestines right now, as disgusting as this is. Her throat! How is we'll she breathing? We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. So, um... I don't want to get there. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're about to get there right now. Hold up. So she's still standing unsteadily, and then she's just realized what's going on. Her head had fallen over backward. <gasps> oh, no! Oh my god! I'm, I'm so done. sorry. I'm freaking out. This shit doesn't usually bother me. I'm done. Isabel is like legit. T- I'm about are- to cry. Oh, no. <laughs> if you're reacting this badly, do you know how bad I? I literally need to tap out. Uh, <laughs> guys, this is the worst. This is the fifth. This is like a sixth episode, and you're the fifth. Fifth episode, you make me fucking. I'm tapping uh, out. No, okay. I want to tap out now, please. So that's the worst of it. Okay, I think. <laughs> I think. Okay. okay. Um, her head falls over backwards. Uh huh. You said it again. Because. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Just stop that. All of the major muscles in (laughs) the front side of her neck are severed, so there is nothing to keep her neck up. I have the worst shivers all over my body this right is now. awful awful so allison used her free hand the one that's not holding her intestines uh-huh. to pull her head uh-huh. forward <laughs> you guys and uh... as soon as she did that her vision returned uh, wait, and wait, um temporarily see. wait i didn't so, know that when you said it was black that she couldn't see yeah was coming back temporarily and her sight would fade in and out and she felt so many times but she managed to get up and Uh. her doctors said later on that they had never seen someone with injuries and in the condition that Allison was in never in his 16 years as a doctor and the way that he described her he said she was filthy, black as a coal miner. Her entire body was covered in a fine layer of black sand. Her eyes were hemorrhaged and were blood red. Her hair was matted with sand, twigs, leaves, and dried blood. Her knees were cut and scraped, and her feet were lacerated, and her fingernails were black. Can you, so, like... No, 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 no,
let's just keep going. So the person that eventually found her, like, this person completely black. Her intestines are spilling out. Her head is falling over black. Her eyes are red. Like, that. you surely would have thought you saw the demon. Yep. Yeah, like, uh. I would have... <laughs> <laughs> I just laughed so hard that I farted. Oh, thank God I needed that. Oh, oh okay. That, that, that made us all feel a little bit better. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh my God. God. That was great. Okay. so much. That was so <laughs> The unveiling of events is so Yeah, perfect. it's a... Uh... Oh my goodness, okay. Okay, so um, her throat had basically been cut from ear to ear, a wound measuring about four inches and deep enough for him to see her spinal column. Okay, moving on. By some miracle, her carotid artery and her voice box had been missed, but pretty much everything else had been severed. Her anterior muscles, the trachea, larynx, and all major veins. These some... Oh, and... um. There was a college student that found her. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. And, um... He has a... Or she has a PTSD. They are not okay. She. So... <laughs> they are cool. Um, we are not okay. When she found no. her, she tucked back in her thyroid oh. into her neck. Oh. Because it... Okay, yes. Okay. And, um... That's speechless. That, that woman is a saint for doing that because I don't I I can't even deal with hearing this to yeah, see it fuck you know how we were talking a little while ago about checking on people who are like <laughs> dead <laughs> I couldn't do this I take back everything that I fucking said earlier so the title of this will you check on the dead <laughs> this I I would die I would die but I wouldn't be okay so, um, the, so no for me. <laughs> Allison had crawled through the bush onto the road where the passing student, Tian L. L. Red, my God, Afrikaans, tucked her thyroid inside of her body and called for help. And, um, eventually, <coughs> something sweet, uh, Tian becomes a doctor oh. and helps deliver Allison's no. children. <gasps> Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. Precious. Okay, so that, is that will get us through this so next part. Special. No, it will not. But that's so, okay. Um, that okay. Uh, that's just amazing. Okay. Wow. A couple of other like things that happened with her. So do we, uh, do her we, thyroid. Do we need to know? <laughs> <laughs> I've tapped out, Monica. I'm currently just. Uh, I, I can't think of a worse thing I've ever heard of in my life. I'm, I'm and I've know. absorbed so much Yeah, shit. we we like this spooky shit, and this one's awful. I mean, I, awful. on the real, I hear shit about, like, decapitations and, uh, uh, like, people eating people and people, like, fucking dead bodies. Like, I hear about all that, and I'm like, okay. I mean, I'm not okay with it, but I yeah. hear it, and it's not making me react like this is. I do not like any of this. I'm trying to say this in a way that I think that that's a, this is a positive for you, because if this is the worst thing that I've ever heard, like, Awful. this is probably as worse as, like, as you'll ever hear on We We say that. I mean, maybe. Y'all, <laughs> y'all pull out some great stops here. 
not for me, for the listeners. I'm just here because I listeners. Take my life. <laughs> Ultimately, now. this is for an audience. <laughs> we have to remember that. <laughs> um. So the thyroid had been cut in half, and Allison should have died from this injury, but didn't. The thyroid. Her thyroid. Yeah. Oh so God, because please, like even just nicking this. the thyroid is Doing potentially anything with the thyroid. Yeah. It's very serious and potentially fateful. Fate, wow, fate, fatal. And uh, she also should have died from drowning in her own blood, but didn't. So something uh-huh. was watching out for her. <laughs> and oh um, slashing her throat actually saved her life because when they strangled her earlier, they crushed her windpipe. And um, when they slashed her throat, it served as an accidental tracheotomy and she ended up Holy being able to breathe shit. through it. Yeah. That's amazing. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, so uh, she crawled through the bush the student called for help and then they eventually like took her to the, the hospital. hospital they cleaned her up they took care of her and I have to say mad props to the doctors for looking at her and saying that she still had a <clears throat> chance yeah because they could have been like ah. Okay. Yeah, and they, um, I think, like, had to wash, like, her intestines to make sure they were clean, and just yeah. so much had to go into it. And one other crazy thing is that she doesn't have, like, any lifelong um, impact from any of this. Like, she can see again. She doesn't have, like, any sort of, like, stomach disease. She, like, doesn't have any sort of, like, throat disease. She is 100% back to Oh Bing. my god. Okay. Oh okay. my god. <laughs> so, one thing in silence. <laughs> Isabel is not cool right now. Okay, we're over the hump. We're over the hump. Um, one of the guys that did this to her was out on parole for a previous rape when they had attacked Allison. Mm-hmm. Um, so, around 5 a.m. on Monday morning, December 19th, the day after. Yeah, the day after, um, Franz and Tiance were arrested. Two hours later, Detective Melvin Humple was called in to head the investigation. He had 16 years of experience, and this was going to be an especially high-profile case. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) And uh, Allison had not been the pair's first victim. Like... Not they killed other people. Well, no one's rapes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. So as I was say, if they killed other people, no one's alive. Because that's what they were intending to do. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Because without a doubt, Nick told him. Nick. Nick. Like Nick. Like yummy, yummy. So Tions Kruger on the evening of February twenty fifth. 1994, a 20-year-old student was sitting in her car outside of a pizza parlor in the central district of Port Elizabeth, South Africa. Franz de Trois appeared beside her, much like he did with Allison, ordering her to move over while he got behind wheel. On this occasion, however, he had a gun. As they drove off, she, she, <laughs> began, she, <laughs> she began to cry. Bless you. Thank you. Do, do y'all know people say bless you because, like... They thought that the moment you sneeze, like, you your heart die. stops, yeah. and then, like, that's the moment the devil can come in and, like, take yes. over. Love it. Did you know that? No. She's not listening anymore. She's like, <laughs> I gotta watch this football game. <laughs> no, not even that. She's like, I don't want to listen it's, to this. It's done. It's, like, the awful they part is over. these people, and she's okay. Yeah. How? But it's amazing. It's I, nuts. 
So she decided, or she not decided, she, she begun to cry and decided to talk herself in, talk about herself in hopes that they wouldn't hurt her, like if they got to know her. It's kind of like Grey's really, Anatomy. It's actually a really good idea because it humanizes you mm-hmm. to these people who um, attack people. This technique. Uh, this is a technique that hostage negotiators usually use, trying to get the uh-huh. captives to view their prisoners as real people. I'm thinking of the X-Files right now. Oh, really? <laughs> There's a couple no, episodes where um, they deal with hostage situations. Anyway. anyway or in Criminal Minds. Yeah. Or Grey's Anatomy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so the mm-hmm. X-Files is not special, but whatever. <laughs> um... It didn't work with him, and unfortunately, and he raped her and parked the car somewhere in a place I'm not even going to try and pronounce. <laughs> okay, maybe Nordhook. <laughs> and, um, he, she remained passive, basically just pleading with him, don't kill me. Uh, he didn't kill her. He drove to a road cafe where he bought her a sandwich, a cook. Cookseaster, which is like a twisted pastry soaked in syrup and a rose. I hate this motherfucker. If Did, I didn't already, yeah. Okay, yeah. So taunts, taunts. Uh, talked about his sister saying that he would kill any man that tried to rape her. Wow, over okay. man, all right. So then he drove to a spot near the Pine Lodge Holiday Resort, where he raped the woman once again and then ordered to tell him that she loved him. Weirdo. And finally, he drove back to the city, left her at a beach hotel with the words, you're an amazing person. I hope I can make it up to you sometime. Fuck you a lot. And <laughs> Fuck you a lot. Um, she didn't say anything at first, but told a friend a week oh. later. Oh, my God. And the friend <clears throat> convinced her to report the crime, and Detroit was arrested the following month. On March 15th, 1994, he appeared... In court, and he was released on bail. Fuck that. Why? Fuck that. <clears throat> Makes me so mad. So, um, Detroit struck again on December 4th. Um, oh, he was released on bail. That was $16. Oh, my God. What the fuck? This is South Africa. South Remember Africa, that? yeah. So, so There's like, a lot of rape happening in South Africa. I know, but it doesn't at this make time. it. It, I'm no, just saying. It doesn't make it like, any better. But no, it actually kind of makes it worse because if it was happening that much, maybe we shouldn't release him that No much. shit. Anyway, so he struck again maybe December 4th. we don't 4th. want to be known for a place that you can get raped in a ton. Fuck that. Anyway. He struck again December 4th, 1994. Remember, he attacked Allison December 18th. And, oh my God. Um, this time with his friend... That wasn't Tris. Who did Fionce Kruger. So, Detroit was the one that uh, was released on bail. Yes. Fionce. Okay, so this... Uh, uh-huh. So, they're escalating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're getting uh, faster and faster. Obviously. Yeah, because it went... Um, well, not even just how fast they're doing it, what they're doing. Yeah. Wow. Bottom of rose. I can't. The, uh, this is so fucked up. Um, this I'm time... Isabel so <laughs> really isn't... She's, She's over like, it. Oh so God. over it. Their victim was a 21-year-old woman that was three months pregnant. No! Um, he pushed, Detroit pushed a gun against her stomach, and she told him that she was pregnant. He just said, shut up and walk. And 
Kruger followed behind. They took her to an isolated part of Central where Detroit molested her, and then Kruger raped her, and Detroit ordered her to fillet him. Fuck Arl. Yeah, I think we know that. (laughs) She ended up gagging, and then he raped her because of that. She complained that it was hurting. She pleaded that he was injuring her baby, and um, Detroit not only ordered her to shut up, but told Kruger to push her hands down and continued. Sorry. It's okay. I, you have to tell the story. It's not your fault. I, I know. This. And afterwards, they discussed whether they'd like to kill her or not, but then finally decided to let her go. On her way home, she found a police van, saw a police van, stopped the officers, and told them what happened. And both Detroit and Kruger were arrested. Again. This was days before Allison. Mm-hmm. This was oh my God. the 5th to the 18th. Jesus so fucking two weeks Christ. Before, two weeks before. So, <clears throat> uh, on December 5th, the next day, they went to court. And they were released on their own recognizance uh, that they would return to court one month later. Yeah, on. I bet. Yeah, we're going to come back. We promise. Don't worry. We'll be okay. January and we won't 5th. hurt anybody else. Yeah, right. So, Ugh. less than two weeks that they left the court, they abducted Allison. So, her attackers were described as Satanists in the media. And Detois said that he was possessed by a demon and underwent an exorcism in June 1995. Um, I... Which he, like, publicized, but... What the fuck ever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, um... The I think one of the policemen testified that he didn't believe that well, either yeah, of them well, were it's possessed by a demon. Well, regardless, it doesn't matter if you're a Satanist and you're murdering people or not. Like, that, you don't get to murder people. <laughs> That's not yeah. how it works. Interesting motive, still yeah. murder. Yeah. yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes! <laughs> oh, my God. I might have to watch that show tonight to make me feel I... better. <laughs> I was supposed to go out tonight, too. Yeah, oh, this I. You know how earlier you were like, "This is my worst nightmare." They're both like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> They're like freaking out. But no, earlier you were like, "This is my worst nightmare." It's mine now. Yeah. You you just shared that with everyone mm-hmm. in the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm still not over the whole vision thing. I hate you. The way you told it, I had no clue. I had no clue. Yeah, like. Uh-uh. There's literally just a sound block of us screaming. Yeah. Really, really like screaming. Oh, my this. God. Um, so the policeman testified that he did not believe that he was possessed by a demon. They both, Dutois and Kruger, received life sentences in August 1995. You know, Satanism. just took three fucking different times. More well, than that, probably. More than that. But I meant, like, murder. Mm-hmm. A, um... And Satanism was not believed to be a mitigating factor in their sentencing. Good. So, meanwhile, three more rapes of women ranging from ages 16 to 24 were reported within two days. The cases weren't related to each other or had to do with Detroit or Kruger, but the news was met with absolute outrage. Good. Good. As every rape uh, yeah. should be. Like, why was this... I mean, fuck. Oh, uh... So, statistically, women in South Africa have a better chance of being raped than not being raped. Holy fucking shit. Today? Is that still true? I don't know. Oh, my God. I think so. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's a, and the situation's really bad right now, actually. 
So on December 24th, uh, wow, 27th, the Attorney General of Eastern Cape Town announced that the manner in which the bail applications were handled would be improved. Oh, good. I'm so glad he realized this. And uh, better communication between police officers and prosecutors would be a prominent feature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in the first case, Detroit was released because he had a permanent address and stable employment. And since the woman waited a week before reporting, there was no physical evidence. Oh, okay. Whatever. Um, after the second rape, the suspects were arrested and taken to a different police station. They were brought in before court the next morning without an investigating officer assigned to the case. Hence, the prosecutor didn't realize that one of the accused had already been investigated for another rape and Pale had, was not opposed. I'm... Uh, I have no words. Yeah. I'm almost there. Uh, the prosecutor in the second case did not have knowledge of the first. He had no reason to suspect that Mr. Detroit already had been released without warning, with a warning in relation to the previous rape case. But also, like, why would you release someone with just a one? Mm, you did a bad thing, raping that sweet old Try woman. Try not to like, do it again. Yeah. Whatever. But, but I guess, like, back then they didn't know that it escalates. No, no, or that excuse. it's re- repeat offenders. Like, that if you're raping awful. somebody, you're gonna keep raping them. Like, it doesn't stop. It's a, it's part of your behavior. Like, I could go on forever. I'm not going to though. So, okay. So this is my favorite part. So Kruger um, was in the detective's office, and he's like sitting there and like slumped in a chair and the detective told him that he would be charged with rape and attempted murder he like looks up and he's like what do you mean attempted murder <gasps> <laughs> because and he thought he murdered her yeah yeah they <gasps> thought they was, she's dead oh my, and what a motherfucker he should get murder for that he should get i know why wasn't it murder because yeah exactly i don't give lives. a shit about yeah. this attempted or bad? versus like mm-hmm. actual murder you mm-hmm. were you thought she was dead yep <sighs> So you should get murdered. You were trying, motherfucker. Yeah, and you can still get out of jail for attempted murder just because you were you unsuccessful. Get out of jail for yeah. murder. <laughs> like, so, um, uh, he told her, told him that Allison survived the attack, but not only that, she remembered every single thing that happened. Good, that night. scared the poop out of him. And then at the time of the arrest, Detroit and Kruger had only been told that they were suspected of rape. Uh, they didn't know that Allison had not died. It's contradictory. And, they didn't know. Oh, it. yeah. Sorry. No. When they got arrested, they didn't know that Allison had not died. And yeah, detective- all they knew was about the rape. The rape. So yeah. They thought. Um, and they, uh, Detective Humple was planning on using this information to throw them off balance. Good. It did, obviously. If you're, And he yeah. took Kruger aside first since he was the youngest at 19 years old. Oh, my Holy God. Shit. Because 26-year-old Detroit was more organized having a number of run-ins with police before. Makes sense. Yeah. Having a... So, Allison now is a motivational speaker and the son of... Or the mother of two sons who are now 12 and 9 years old. Oh, my God. And like I said earlier, the... uh, Woman who found her. The woman that found her was the assisting doctor when she gave birth to her second son. Oh, my God. I'm never getting over that. Um, The attackers after portion. In 2004, one of the men became eligible for parole while she was working on a movie... While Allison was working on a movie about her 
whole life. Mm -hmm. And he offered her an interview and said that all she had to do was send him a letter of forgiveness. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And give him backdated profits from her book and motivational speakers. Fuck off. Oh, my fucking God. And they tried to get parole in 2012, which um, I believe... I'm hoping you're saying because... They said the word tried and it didn't work. Delayed. Oh, okay. So uh, there was a major controversy in South Africa when the news came out and it led to changes in the justice system. Um, it was 1994 and by the end of... Because the internet wasn't like crazy yes. up and running and that's why like the police didn't have all the information that they could have had. Yes. But in 1993, only 50 domain names had been registered in all of South Africa. So there was hardly, like, any internet. Okay. Wow. And no centralized police database or network. And um, also, the Tons. Yes. Tons? Tons? And Kruger appeared in court a day after they were arrested the second time, but at a different police station. So uh, the prosecutor had no way of knowing and no t- no time to find out about any past crimes. And um, they also changed the way that police officers and prosecutors communicate before a hearing because of what happened here specifically. Um, what happened to Alison Botha probably saved a lot of people due to a reform that took it in place of um, will you have pictures of her? Not, not, yeah, I was like, no, like after, like I want to see what she looks like, so we can put that on the social media. She's sweet. I didn't want to include any photos because there's like, you could see the no. scar on her neck. No, oh. no it's not. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not like they oh. they don't have like that. But um, she's like the sweet older woman. Oh my gosh. Nope. I'm good. Okay. It's just a woman. Just no. And someone made this, like, traumatization of them. I am done. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was rough. I am yeah. done. And so, today we're going to wrap up this episode by talking about what we are currently reading about. Or, if you're Isabel, are you talking about read. a book you just bought or a book that you just, I re- read, just read? Okay. I finished it. You can go Maybe first. Maybe a few weeks ago. You can go first. Make yourself feel better. It's not going to make me feel better. Okay. Well, make, it'll off. distract you for five minutes while you talk about um, it. I still read Young Adults, which most of us still do in this room. We, we like um, it. So. And I read the Jacoby series, and I just read the second to last novel, which is pretty good. Um, and if you're interested in that series, it's pretty good. It's like a Sherlock Holmes-y type with um, a paranormal tri- twist on it, so it's actually pretty cool he's a detective um and it's told by a it's from a woman's perspective though like the point of view is the point of view is a girl okay but the writer is a male so okay interesting so uh how many books are in the series i'm not too sure four okay cool (laughs) maybe i was just gonna say like it was the third. If it was four, it then was the third. third yeah. yeah. Corrections corner. You can corner me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> corner, corner, corner. Go ahead, Monica. So I'm currently reading two books because I'm always. Actually, I'm reading. No, I'm reading two books. Okay. Uh, Monica 
if you'll know but the or you'll find out eventually but i'm just going to tell you she is always doing more than one thing at a time (laughs) all the time with everything so if she's reading a book she's also reading another book basically and just (laughs) i have my hand in many cookie jars yes um so i am currently reading one book is uh the handmaid's tale Mm. oh awesome awesome for the first time very excited about it and the other book that I'm reading is The Sons and Daughters of Ease and Plenty, which is yeah. like, oh, it's so good. I'm obsessed with it. I want to be done with it, but I don't. Oh, At yeah. At the same time, you know. <laughs> I love books like that. Um, yes. And it is basically like about this, w- two different types of wealthy families in Chicago, where one is like this old, like Ford, um, generational wealth. Uh huh, and it's carried down through like the ages, and then this other one is like new money, new money. Mm-hmm. Huh. and then the two kids get married, they grow up, but you have okay, so they grow up, and um, the like father passes away. Okay, so they lose the money, and then they like eventually find out that they don't have any money. Oh. But, like, you get flashbacks from when they were kids, when each of them were separate growing up in, like, the oh, different types of wealth. Okay. And then, like, but it's the, they are growing up in the, so they're, like, teenagers in the 50s, college kids in the 60s. Mm-hmm. He ends up going to, like, it's during Vietnam, but because he's so rich, they, like, put him in an outpost where he's just chilling uh, okay. in Russia okay. the whole time, uh-huh. like, not doing anything with, like, one other rich dude. Wow. Um, and then, uh, it's just, it's such a good book. And then, like, later, so that's when they were, like, in their 20s, but then they're now married with kids mm-hmm. and like their marriage is like breaking apart because of the money struggles money. Mm-hmm. and they become swingers and it's like during oh, this shit. like <laughs> the hippies that was and not what I, I expected that's where I am now and like the dude is like so dumb he like accidentally he was, sorry he was trying to get his wife to like become a swinger with him uh-huh. but she he didn't give her a heads up at all so he like invites her to a dinner party with just like him and his wife and then like the woman that he's been like swinging with with cheating on her yeah yeah and her husband and then they like she goes Start, to the bathroom yeah <laughs> and then her like the cheater lady the mistress's husband like follows him and oh. he's like oh uh like comes on to her and she's like what are you doing he's like oh you did it oh, oh no <laughs> and that's oh the god. last part i read <laughs> oh my god that Dude, sounds what? good it's a it's a good book. It's a really good book. That but then you get like all the like old timey shit, and mm-hmm. it's fun. It sounds really really good. You can borrow it after I'm done if you want. Okay, for sure. And so I am reading. Um, it's called. Well, the first book is called A Discovery of Witches, but the series mm-hmm. is. Ooh, I don't remember now. Sorry. Um, but so the, that's what the there's three books in the series. Um, and it was made into a TV show. I don't know what channel it's on. I feel like it's BBC or something like that. Um, I think the show is 
called A Discovery of Witches, though. And um, basically, the main character is this... um, She's, like, in her 30s woman who is a witch. She comes from, like, a line of witches. But she doesn't use her magic. Like, because she is, like, a tenured professor. And she always wanted to be... She wanted to get where she got in her life without the use of magic. And also her parents were, like, killed when she was young. And she saw like that magic wasn't as great as everyone thinks it is so she just didn't want to use it and she's like studying one day at a library in oxford because that's where she's like doing research so cool and she finds a manuscript that she's trying to study because she's her she's a historian i didn't say that and then she's studying alchemy like old old alchemy like Mm -hmm. from the 16th or 17th century and she's studying manuscripts and she finds a magical manuscript like she knows it's magic she can like feel it but she is like I don't really want anything to do with this so she like puts it away but after that all these like other magical creatures I say creatures but they're like human or not human but they're human like so there's like witches vampires and demons in this universe yeah and then of course like regular humans and so all of these other magical people start showing up, whereas, like, she'd maybe only encounter a few, Ooh. like, normally, whereas... And so everyone's after this manuscript, because she found it, and it had been, like, hidden this whole time. And she's like, what the fuck? I don't know what you're talking about. And all these people are like, of course you do. And she's like, no, I don't. Like, I don't use magic, so I don't know. And then there's, like, a sexy vampire who, oh. like trying to help her but shouldn't because they don't they're not supposed to like be friends like other creatures aren't supposed to be friends with each other in this universe of course anyway i'm like halfway through it it's actually really really good good. um i say sexy vampire it's not like that i just think he's sexy (laughs) but whatever um and also the guy who plays in the tv show is the actor matthew good and he's like been in a ton of fucking shit and I love him and everything that he's in. He's so hot. Like, Google him uh, if you want. But, yeah, that's what I'm reading. Um, uh, yeah, so that episode was intense. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. So. If you make it through it. Yeah. Oh, my can God. DM us and you can, <laughs> can talk to me about it. <laughs> probably gonna go to therapy after this but don't go to therapy oh my god um but we support it if you do no you we, we yeah do. i actually go to therapy if go you, to therapy if i need to if you feel this. like you should yeah y'all i'm so excited for what i'm about to go to next what your next case no i am oh where are you going after it. this oh okay um if you can't tell i really like old shit and um i'm going to a 1920s like Halloween masquerade. <gasps> Ooh, that fun. sounds fun. Yeah, it's not Halloween yet, but when this episode comes out, it it'll have be. been like weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> At the Stone League. Yeah, Penthouse of the Stone League. Oh, wait, we wanted to go with that. That's <gasps> cool. We are not. No. <laughs> uh-uh. I'm done. Um, but yeah, so um, we hope you guys lived through this episode. I wouldn't say enjoyed wow. because I think we all had a tough time with that one. Um, 
But yeah, so um, follow us on social media. Isabel, do you want to? Yeah, it's all at two number girls spell out one number sc um that's most of our social media unless you want to email us um and that's literally two girls one scary cat spelled the heck out um at at gmail Mm -hmm. uh yes we are gmail everyone should use it honestly but (laughs) shout out to google shout out to google if you want to sponsor us (laughs) shit i was literally about to say please sponsor us Uh, um we're racking up sponsors that will never sponsor us we would love to do one of your ads like you have such cool honestly i would switch over to google home if you sponsor me currently use i'll take a pixel currently use Uh, alexa which also amazon you can sponsor me as us as well like I love my Alexa size. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, that's what's going on here. And we're going to peace out because we're yeah. almost like two hours, but it's going to cut down. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see you later. Oh, yeah. Oh, rate and review and subscribe, please. We really appreciate it. Peace. Peace. Peace out.